Hi, I'm Tom Henriksen from MyITCareerCoach.com, where we build great tech careers, and welcome to Tech Career Talk. Today, we're going to talk about working as a software delivery coach with Cecil Williams. Cecil, introduce yourself to the people here from Tech Career Talk. Hi, um, I'm Cecil Williams, and I'm from Des Moines, Iowa, and I currently work for uh, Industrial Logic, which is a consulting company out of California. We travel around and try to help teams improve on how they're delivering software. Excellent. So I'm guessing as you travel around, Cecil, you probably see a lot of interesting things along your coaching journey there. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is how much of it is the same. <laughs> uh, you know, I did a lot of coaching in, in the Moines area with a lot of the companies there and thought it would be fun, uh, you know, neat to get out and see what other people are doing across the country and get to work with some of the coaches that I've always admired. And turns out uh, a lot of the same problems exist everywhere. So uh, I guess there's good and bad to that both, but that's kind of what I, um, nobody's unique. I don't think in their, in their journey in this. Uh, trying to get better at what they're doing, so. Yeah, yeah. Now, Cecil, I think it's, it's helpful to kind of get people to think about a career journey. So tell us about your career journey, because I know you kind of have an interesting starting point that a lot of people in the technology area don't have. So talk to us about your journey up to this point. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm one of these, like many, that uh, does not have a, a, a computer science degree. So I actually, Grew up in Iowa, uh, went to Iowa State, and my uh, undergraduate was in nuclear engineering. And I worked at a nuclear power plant for seven years. I also worked for uh, one of the government facilities, nuclear facilities, for a summer as an intern when I was in Iowa State. Um, but I always, I grew up um, with computers. Uh, I think I bought my first one when I was 14. I think I remember buying a Commodore VIC-20. <laughs> uh, teaching myself basic and so one of the things that I you know as part of being going through the engineering curriculum we had to learn uh, of course back then it was mainly Fortran but we did do programming we even I remember I even had a class on artificial intelligence way back in the 80s wow. That's as part of my degree which is really interesting to see how it's come so popular now that people are mm -hmm. using it um, we thought we were going to use it for nuclear power but I don't think it's really been used at all, but you know now it's being used in much better and, and different ways. Um, and so as I worked at the power plant, I had the opportunity to work on a lot of projects that dealt with IT stuff, worked with people. Uh, one of the guys I worked with went back to school and got a degree in computer science. So he was always kind of like sharing information about what he was learning and things. And I kind of gravitated towards it. So I just, eventually I um, decided to try doing software full-time, um, was able to find an opportunity to do that, um, and kind of been doing it ever since. So I'm, I'm really, I really enjoy it. I like, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing, I think that's a tie between what I used to do and what I still do now is it's all about solving problems and uh, providing solutions to people on how they can do things. And that's a lot of what I did as an engineer still what I do now. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, now we, you said earlier you're a, t a software delivery coach, a technical coach. Talk to us, um, Cecil, about kind of describe your role and how you help teams day to day. Yeah, it's, 
what we hope to do primarily is get teams to work on um, the code base itself and improving how they're, how they're writing their code. Because many times as team companies and teams want to be more agile, they're trying to, you know, deliver quicker. But a lot of times, whether it's a legacy app or a Greenfield app, doesn't really matter. Um, if the code base is uh, not done very well, it makes it really hard to make changes because that's what happens when you're trying to be agile. Is everybody wants you to constantly be making changes. So there are ways you can make the code uh, more uh, uh, open to be to be changed, and it's learning what those things are. So refactoring and how to write tests that allow you to make the changes safely, and all those kinds of things are what we tend to focus on. Now, a lot of times, um, I find that when we get in there, there's also uh, process things that we end up addressing because teams, if they if they just try to improve how they do the code, but they don't do their process very well, you know, you can't really have one without the other. They're, they're yeah. both a necessity to do really well to have a high performing team. Mm -hmm. So we kind of end up dabbling in both, uh, but most of the time we get brought in to help. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you, because you kind of talked about this, Cecil, and about your approach that you, you, know, you focus on the technology, but there's other things you have to touch on. But talk to us about your coaching approach and what that might look like with, as you start working with the team. Yeah, uh, definitely with, the, with the, the things that I've learned as a coach over the years is, um, you know, you, you can't um, just start telling people that they're doing things wrong and here's how they should do it, right? They, it, it's more about mentoring and, and teaching people that there's, a, there's uh, different ways to do it and, and to get them to try to experiment and, and try things. And then, and then if they, they like what they see and they learn from it, then maybe they'll want to eventually do that all the time. So maybe it's pair programming, for instance. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't know if I can sit with somebody and do that. Well, give it a try. Let's try it for an hour, see what you like. You know, maybe ease into it. It's not like you have to do it for eight hours a day right off the bat, right? Um, you know, uh, if it's writing tests, maybe it's only on certain parts of the code base that are more critical than others. Let's let's try to just get some tests around that. You know, there's different approaches, but it's it's always about making it um, something that the that the team is interested or or willing to try, and not try to force things on them. Because if if we uh, come in, you know, and say, hey, we've been if management says, Hey, we want you to come in and coach these guys. And this is what you want to do. It's just, it just doesn't work. So um, teams are going to resist and they're going to feel like they're being told. Um, and that's usually never, never a good recipe. So we always try uh, what I, at least, especially I, myself, what I find works best is uh, try to try to see what the team and, and even ask the teams, like, where do they want to start? Like, what do they find their biggest pain points are and try to help them and give them a few options of things that might help them. And then we try them. Yeah. Usually the best approach I find. So, yeah. So you start them off easy and kind of um, ask them for maybe what, like you mentioned, pain points and, and see where, where they're struggling. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's just what I found works best. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about, because as I work with a lot of people, Cecil, especially in the technology area, the career, I, you know, I always talk about technical skills and, and a kind of a balance with soft skills. As a coach, you know, what you're doing, talk to us about that balance and how, how important that is. Yeah, that's really interesting because as someone that's a very technical background, that's probably been 
the hardest thing for me as a coach to recognize and understand and get better at it. So I'm always having to work on improving that side of my skills even. But, um, you know, the coaching is something where you definitely are, are dealing with people, different personalities, different learning styles. Um, there's always, you know, you're talking interpersonal relationships. You're talking about, you know, the, the team composition is always going to be different. Um, how those people interact. Are they, are they young? Are they old? Are they experienced or not experienced? Are they, um, you know, are they new to IT? Whatever. It's just there's so many variations. Um, and having to understand all of that and try to um, get a grasp for it. And that's kind of part of why, back to the previous question about, like, what do you do coming in as a coach? A lot of it is just observe, too. Mm -hmm. Just get a, a feel for how the team works, who people are, who under, who has what level of experience and understanding of, of what the, the team's trying to do. Uh, because then you, you work with different people at different levels, you know, what I might be coaching them with or what they might want to uh, improve at. Because there's, there's definitely going to be things that are team level coaching and team level changes. And then there's things that might be individuals where you work with individuals. And certainly one of the things that we get asked a lot when we work with teams is trying to help get um, people within the organizations to be coaches themselves? How can we help the teams identify someone that's going to be capable of kind of taking the baton and run with it so that we're not there uh, forever? So it's almost yeah. like, we're, they, they, you know, you kind of want to come in and coach yourself out of a job by helping them identify. And, and there's usually, you know, a few people that are interested in trying to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, it's understanding where they're at and what they need. But the, the personal skills uh, are a, a big piece of it, uh, understanding, you know, the psychology and stuff. And I think for me, one of the benefits I've had is, even though I started out as an engineer, I did go back to school and get a master's in business. And that has really helped me hmm. uh, because when I talk to a lot of people um, and the teams and trying to, one of the, I guess the big, one of the big difficulties you always see is the, the, the conflict between what the business product people want and what the engineering people are trying to deliver, what they want to do, and how do you bridge that and get them on the same page and get everybody agreeing and, and interacting and moving forward and being able to understand both sides, the technical and what they're trying to say or what they might be running into for difficulties, understanding where the business is coming from, from a marketing and the user perspective um, and business goals and what they're trying to accomplish and ROI and all these other things that maybe the software people don't care about yeah. or don't think they need to care about, but maybe they should care a little mm -hmm. more about it. It's, you know, getting everybody to, you know, there's, there's a lot of help in having empathy for the other side and understanding what, you know, the, the product people are trying to do. If you understand that, that helps you a long ways as a technical developer or whatever your role might be, DevOps or, yeah. you know, doesn't matter, database, administrator, whatever you might be, um, just having that understanding goes a long way to 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 get um, to where you can communicate much more effectively with each other. I think. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's important. There's a lot there, uh, Cecil. Especially, I think you were talking kind of about that EQ of kind of understanding where people are, um, and that's something as you mentioned. You know, a lot of us technical people, myself included. Kind of struggle with that and that's an important thing we need to 
to work on that skill. So, so if somebody wants to get into being a technical coach or a software delivery coach, see, so where do you, where would they start? What's a good, good place to go? Well, like, um, I think for one thing, just getting, um, you know, you want to obviously be someone that's involved with your team to begin with, um, try to seek out opportunities to be more involved. Uh, again, learn the other side of the business. What, if you're on the technical side, learn the business side. If you're on the business side, learn the technical side. And not necessarily, you know, having to do that job, but just like, you know, talk to them a little more, try to get more information from them about how they do things, why when they say something has to be done this way, you know, get a better understanding of why. Um, and then um, look, you know, look for opportunities within the organization to try to, you know, maybe play that role. Uh, maybe it's job shadowing mm-hmm. people. Um, that's kind of like I, I mentioned earlier, kind of what I did at the heart plan was just kind of getting, getting to hear what other people were doing that was kind of in the area of the computer stuff. And I thought, you know, this sounds like something I might want to do, you know, and, yeah. um, and then I can't emphasize enough, um, you know, reading about the kinds of things you're interested in doing if you're not doing it. Um, there's just so much material nowadays. You know, we were talking earlier about the, the, uh, you know, the emotional quotient that, you know, the, that kind of thing, the EQ, IQ stuff people talk about all the time. Um, just kind of become another one of the buzzwords and, but there, because of that, there's a lot of material being written about it. So whether that's blogs or even books now, mm-hmm. there's stuff that can help you on it. You know, I was fortunate enough um, when I was working at one of my companies that we had, we had somebody come in and do training for us on oh, understanding yeah. that, how to be, how to work better, how to do, you know, collaborative decision-making and self uh, organizing teams and how to collaborate and be, take ownership and do that kind of stuff. That was important and it really helped. And I think, you know, a lot of companies might have some of that internal kind of training that you might think never applied to you. Yeah. But it, it might be there available. If you're in a larger company, you probably have access to it. Take mm-hmm. advantage of that, you know, that that'll really help you. Yeah. Well, Cecil, you've really shared a lot with us. Any closing thoughts? Um, you know, I think there's uh, one of the best things about IT is there's so many roles especially whether it's software, hardware, you know, there's, there's lots of things going on. And then even if you're within, if you're in software where I tend to, to reside most of the time, there's so many uh, opportunities for different types of things. So I know when I talk to people that are interested in, in maybe changing careers, getting into it, much like I did years and years ago, it's like, you know, you can leverage whatever background you already have because there's so many different areas, whether it's, it's uh, the, the, product management or the, you know, the managing the projects themselves. And nowadays that's kind of more maybe scrum masters or what product owner type roles they have now. But then you've got testing still is still around. It, it hasn't gone away. It's just, we've shifted how that looks. You got yeah. security, you still have networking, you still have all these things have to happen. Um, you know, the cloud has become this big thing. There's just, there's so many, not we mentioned at the beginning about artificial intelligence and machine learning. There's this, you know, so many different areas that you can get into that you can't, uh, you know, in some ways it might seem overwhelming, but I think you have to just focus on what it is that you enjoy and then try to try to hone in on that. And I think you'll find a, a good opportunities for career. There's 
way more jobs than there are people. So um, I think the, the biggest thing I would say to end all of it is that you have to be willing to continually learn because it's never ending. Um, you know, I'm, I, in, the, in the last uh, year, I've probably picked up three new programming languages that I hadn't wow. done before working at clients because they're using something and I needed to understand it. So I just have, I like doing that and that's something that uh, I enjoy, but you know, no matter what part IT you get into, you're gonna be, there's always something changing. You're gonna have to be willing to, to roll your sleeves up and pick it up. So um, I would say that's probably the biggest advice I'll give somebody is be open to learning because you're gonna need it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Cecil. Thanks for coming on, Cecil. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Tom. If you have any questions, please email me, Tom, at myitcareercoach.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast. On behalf of Cecil Williams, I'm Tom Hendrickson for My IT Career Coach, where we build great tech careers. And thanks for watching Tech Career Talk. Thank <laughs> you.